PKN 388, the last Woodyless PKN. Or uh, is um, it? Or is it? Uh, did you watch the video he sent in our group chat yesterday? Uh-uh. No. Um, I <laughs> you would get such a kick out of it. I turn notifications off WhatsApp because he sent a lot of pictures of him eating insects um, the other day, and I think I was asleep. But uh, <laughs> I, I catch up every now and then. Every couple of days, I go through and read and watch everything. Um, I haven't caught up yet. I saw he looked sweaty, and he looked like he was in a jungle path. First of all, a little compliment to Woody. When he turns, like you can really see how much weight he's lost in mm -hmm. the last like year and a half, I guess it is, when he really like started, you know, banging it out, the weight loss and everything. Like angular jaw, <laughs> got a little little forehead vein, little little striation. Forehead vein? Yeah, not, not, oh, like an, not an angry one, just like a, a thin one. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Not like I've a fuming. But the video he sent, he's in the back of or it, it doesn't show anything like that. It's just him like clearly like flying, you know, driving through because all the trees and everything and all the shacks are, are passing behind him. And he's like, well, guys, I got another ride. And I assumed he was going to pan forward and show us that he was on the back of another bike. No, he pans forward and he is in the back of one of those Mexican trucks that is like <laughs> that has like wood slats on the side nice. to carry watermelons and shit. And okay. he's the only thing back there. <laughs> and he's just being driven around fucking a third world country by a guy who probably <laughs> thinks he's insane. Like that guy just finished his most recent cantaloupe shipment and there was Woody on the side of the road offering a king's <laughs> ransom to drive him, you know, 10 you know, miles or whatever it is. You know, Woody said he was going on a little trip and I never asked if he were going alone or uh, how long he were going or what he was doing exactly. He just like, yeah, I'm going on a trip to Mexico. And I was like, ah, oh, that sounds fun. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. I mean, he's just kind of, kind of traipsing around Mexico, riding, you know, eating bugs. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like a fun vacation to me. Like when I've gone to Mexico on vacation, I'm going you, you do for the different. resort. I'm going for the resort. Yeah. I'm not leaving the resort because outside that resort is Mexico. Yeah. Inside the resort is tremendous. Like yeah. trying to put on a good face for all the, the Re tourists. Remember uh, when all those uh, those people were walking in uh, streets a while back for some odd reason, the cars kept hitting them. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you, you stay out of the streets because that's where the cars are. Mm -hmm. And um, you stay out of Mexico because that's where the Mexicans are. Like, like why is he <laughs> What is he doing? Yeah. He's, he's, he's in the worst part of Mexico, it seems like to me. Um, I'm like you. Um, I've never been to uh, to one of those crazy resorts. Um, but I would imagine that the fun would be there and that the safety would be there and that the cartel would be just outside trying to lure me away for a kidnapping. Uh, I'm definitely blowing it out of proportions, though. I'm glad he's having fun. This, this sounds like his perfect vacation. It, it is like uh, it's like for, for me. It is nightmarish what he's doing. It sounds like less fun than just like going to work. But for him, I know Woody, you do, you know, him even better than me. This is so up his alley. Like, it sounds just, like the just, premise to a horror movie, right? Like, like, like mm. I, I watched a horror movie once. I don't even remember the name anymore, but it's a bunch of teenagers in Mexico. And I think they find some guy who drives a fruit truck or something to like take them way back there to show yeah. them one of those. You know those ziggurats or whatever they have, mm -hmm. the, the, like, like, yeah. Let us let us go back there and look at the one that nobody gets to look at, the one that's all overgrown. And they get back there, and there's some sort of like 
disease or like insect or parasite or something. They're all itchy and their skin's sloughing off. It's 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 real fucked up. It's like body horror stuff. That's that's what could happen to Woody. That's what you're risking. You're risking some sort of some sort of evil when you go to that part of Mexico. Everyone yeah. knows that. There could be there could be a hyper venomous bug. You know, they're discovering new bugs all the time. You get bit by that. Are they gonna have the anti venom you need? Like arachnophobia. That's the premise of arachnophobia. There I never saw that. It looked I, I remember walking by that movie so many times at Blockbuster and seeing the cover and being or no, you know what? I'm not thinking of arachnophobia. I'm thinking of eight legged freaks. Oh, that's a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, walking by and it's the yeah. one dude from like he was like a nineties like B list guy running from a poorly CGI'd even the even the spider on the cover is bad CGI. Isn't it um David Arquette? I thought it that was a David be. Arquette movie. That like it feels like one. Uh, that's a bad movie, but I will say that C- those CGI spiders, even in that kind of creep me out because I dislike spiders so much. Yeah, I don't care for bugs. I just watched uh, the first, I guess my wife and I we watched, it was either the first episode of The Witcher season two or the first and second we watched, the one where he fights that big uh, millipede. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's my favorite or maybe second favorite monster so far. I, I liked the millipede. They, it's still kind of silly. Like when, when it's killed and like the head rolls off, it's very, it's a bad CGI right there. As I was watching it, I'm like, God damn it. I wish they just would have like had it die, just fall down dead instead of this like faux dramatic CGI head bouncing in a way that like objects don't tend to bounce. But that one, oh, is it the one where it was, it was chasing the little girl? And he it was chasing the little girl and yeah, the yeah, yeah. girl, uh, Finishes off in the end, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm liking the little girl character. She was always probably my second favorite to Geralt, the little girl. Yeah, she's I like got her. that um she's got that Hermione thing going on where like, you know, one day she's gonna be hot. <laughs> like it's like it's it, you know, it's like when you got like a little green tomato on the vine and you're like, ah, oh, that'll that'll be the good one. <laughs> See what you I know, that's all, that's all you're not gonna eat the green tomato. No. And you'd fry right. it first if you did. <laughs> And those are delicious. I love a nice fried green tomato. But uh, the, I, something I'm worried about with that young girl character, yeah. even though I liked the, that she's kind of on the Witcher path now, which makes because I think the Witchers are the coolest like subgroup so far, probably yeah. by design because it's called the fucking Witcher. Yeah. And they, they have like a nice mix of, of magic and physicality. Unlike mm-hmm. the mages, all those guys and gals, it's all magic, no physical. Yeah, they're like a hybrid of everybody, right? They're mm-hmm. like a physical badass. They seem to have like some crazy instincts and like sharpened skills, obviously. But then they seem to be able to do a little magic, a little like, like some potions and stuff. They, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of a do it all. Like and every now and then yeah. they find like a specialist, right? Like somebody's poisoned. Maybe they get some potion guy or mm-hmm. they need a, a fancy spell to get a mage. But the Witcher seems to be able to do just about anything he wants at a, at a basic level. It seems like he, or maybe it's witchers as a whole, have some level of like magic resistance. And so yeah. these like these mages, or not some level, a significant level of it. And so it's like the mages are all like big dicking around regular soldiers. And then it's nice to see them get a little spooked when a witcher's about. Where it's like, yeah, that's good. It's kind of a rock, paper, scissors world. But uh, on, regarding the little girl, I like her character arc so far. But with like the added dirt on her face and stuff, it's very clear. They're like trying to age her faster than she should be aging in the story. Mm. Like, is there a bunch of time travel in this? Like, see what I don't want to happen is season three for them to be pretending that this girl actress is like 22. 
and yeah. she's aged. It's like she just she didn't look much younger in season one, and that's all like makeup driven because it's just one year of time. But yeah, she's mostly just dirty. I, I think that, mm -hmm. that, that I've seen. Um, so I didn't read the books or anything, and I don't know the lore super well. Like I'm sure a bunch of people listening do, and they'd be frustrating. But uh, in the in the game, the parts that I played of the game, anyway, um, I think she's a child like the whole time, like throughout the story. Like, like okay, like, that's better. I was I just I don't I don't want that age progression shit. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and they've already proved they're not very good at it. Uh, the aging yeah. and de aging. Watch, watch the fucking Irishman. The technology's not there. Dude, I thought the Irishman was good. I it think was the a reason great movie, but no, 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 no. no, no. I think the CGI. Movie. I think that's good. I, I think it only looks bad because we know what Robert De Niro looked like. Yeah, but like when Robert De Niro was doing like physical scenes as a guy, and like, all right, well, that's a different thing. That's like his arms are all. He's got like going. John McCain arms. Like they don't work right. You know what I mean? That's and so he's like throwing punches from the waist, <laughs> like when yeah. he's trying to be tough. And that's where they should have like maybe like completely deep fake to guys so, so they they ran into the same issue when they did star wars um when they did the mandalorian i think i, mm -hmm. I you didn't watch that did you you're not into that i, I saw a few episodes okay well like like here's a little there's a spoiler here for the mandalorian for those of you who care and for some reason have put it off it's excellent but luke skywalker like shows up at the mm -hmm. end of season one and it's a big deal and they didn't know what to do right because mark hamill is always happy to show yeah. up if they're paying uh and uh even if they're embarrassing his character, I guess. But uh, I, I think they went back and forth, and I think they ended up using an, a different actor that they were putting like Mark Hamill's face on. Like, like they, they did it a couple different ways. Like, like they did it. I think I think they were going to try to do it. Like, yeah, let's throw Mark Hamill out there and de-age him. But they ended up doing like this other actor that looks a lot like him, and they like did some sort of like de-age deep fake thing over the other actor. But I thought that, that came out bad. pretty good. The problem with it is if you know what that character looked like when they were young, then you just mm -hmm. they can't they can't get that right. It's like, no, nah. um, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you see when they de-aged uh, Kurt Russell? I don't remember. That's all it. right. Guardian Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has a de-aged Kurt Russell. Pretty fucking good. Like, like even though okay. you know, remember what Kurt Russell used to look like, it's like. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. That'll do. That'll do. I, I might be being too hard on the Irishman then, because like thinking about it, the reason I rewatched uh, the Irishman was because I had just watched um, uh, Taxi Driver again. Fuck yeah! That's and so I was like, De Niro. Let me just go on fucking my my smart TV and search De Niro and see what else is up there. Oh, Irishman. Let me rewatch that. I don't think I was paying full attention. That's. I, it is. It's a shame that ho that whole era, just by virtue of the fact they're all getting so old and they're going to age out of it, like the Scorsese, Pesci, De Niro, like they're all going to like that. That era is pretty much gone. Like the Irishman is probably the last movie in from those guys that we're going to get. They're all in yeah. the late seventies. Yeah, they're done. They're done. But but the, the truth is that those guys did made a lot of stinkers in between that, that just get forgiven. Um, especially especially Scorsese? Uh, you know. Not Scorsese. The, you know, he, he, most of his movies are really Oh, yeah. I, I don't include Pacino I can't think of a bad like one. The, the Scorsese kind of well, like, like Pacino's so strong when he wants. Uh, well, I'm thinking of just the, the actors. I'm thinking of Pacino and um, and uh, De Niro in particular. Like like um, Joe Pesci just kind of stopped working after he got to a certain age. He didn't mm -hmm. want to be the old actor and he didn't think he could still do it. And he does look like a little old man. So uh, but but the other two, like they just kept making those shit movies that, and they kept making them together every now and then. Like like just the real sellouts is what it feels like to me. Cause I think both of those gentlemen <laughs> had plenty of money for a long time 
They oh, should have sure. done what every other home alone Kevin Bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, they did plenty of work. Like, like they like they should have done what every other respectable actor does when he gets to a certain age and either like continue to do roles well or retire like like gene hackman did like jack nicholson um, did jack it. nicholson did and um also uh i mean clint eastwood is the other end of the coin right where he just keeps finding roles for real old men who are like feeling their extreme age and he plays yeah. that role I, he I, plays don't mind, well. I don't mind that with like eastwood because it's clear he's one of those guys that like if he were to stop acting he'd be dead like, you know, some people are like that. Like, they just, they stop working and they then need they their die. work. Yeah. Like, he needs his work. And so it's almost like, yeah, I'll play another 93 year old if it'll get me to 94, you know, just trying to, to not die. I, uh, I think that guy's really smart. And I, I think that he's got, he's one of those guys that, um, I've talked about it before, but like, like he, he's got a lot of foresight and with his career and stuff. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if he's got like an, a role for like a 98-year-old retiree or something. And he's just, yeah, I bought that script in the 70s, but, you know, I was 22 and doing a lot of coke back then. I figured one day I'd be 99 and this would be perfect for me because that's what he did with Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. He bought the rights to Unforgiven. And he was like, yeah, but I'm 35. Like, I can't play this character. And he waited like 15 or 20 years and played it in his late 40s when, uh, when he was the right age to play that character. That's impressive. That is that's, good foresight. That's my favorite movie of his. It's excellent. And... It- I can't remember, you know, I really need to go back and watch his Westerns, like his old Westerns, because I some are good, maybe some are seen bad. like one or two of those at my grandparents' house when I was a kid. So you remember like uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when yeah, uh, Brad Pitt's character, or not Brad Pitt's character, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is lamenting that he has to go to, I, I got to go make Italian Westerns. <laughs> don't let the Mexicans see you crying. You know, there's that whole there's that whole bit of nonsense. And that, that was how it was seen at the time. But um, Clint Eastwood went over there and he did exactly that. He went and made those uh, spaghetti Westerns, as they were called, you know, yep. Italian made Western movies. And um, Sergio Leone was directing these things. And the way I understand that it was made and I maybe I'm wrong about this, but what I've read is that he just hired actors. He didn't care what languages they spoke. The script would be in their language. So they could act it out well. When we're done, we'll just get some other guys to do all the voices, though, right? <laughs> just and they all, dubbed. We got we got thirty guys that speak French, thirty that speak Italian, and we got the, and and so they would just dub dub them over. So if you go back and watch, um, I think it's referred to as the Dollars series. You know, like for a few dollars more. Um, I'm spacing out because I'm smoking this pen, but uh, it's um, for a few dollars more. It's um, full of dollars. It's full of dollars, and then there's another one. Um, they're they're supposed to be sort of a an unofficial trilogy. Those can be good, the bad, and the ugly is the other one. Those are iffy for a, for some people. For me, I really like uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I can leave the other two. Uh, I like Lee Van Cleef in those as you know a co star. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good, the bad, the ugly is really good. But the best one to me is um, the outlaw Josie Wales for his like old westerns, and then like the, the Unforgiven is my favorite one of all time. But obviously, he's older, and it's not like the old ones. Um, High Plains Drifter is good. Uh, um, He's made a lot of good, really good ones, but I really like <clears throat> I really like the the outlaw Josie Wales. I, I think he's more of a badass in that one than he is in just about any of them. He's just the whole movie is just one liners and people like tell being being like that's Josie Wales, Josie Wales. Like, like everybody, <laughs> everybody, like everybody's heard of him. Like like he's like famous in the West. It's, it's like, like that uh, South Park. Oh Ben Franklin. Oh Ben Franklin. Franklin. Oh Ben Franklin. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, the the backstory in this one is that it's the Civil War, and uh, a lot of people don't know about this, but there were these guys called Red Legs who were like Union uh, unofficial soldiers who would like ride through the South doing like terrorism. Oh, I you didn't know, even know that. Yeah, they, they'd come down and burn farms and rape and pillage. And uh, do like a terrorism thing in the South. The the same was true. Um, uh, and in response, yeah, it's war. There tends to be terrorism. Yeah, sure. And in response, the South, like a bunch of guys, got together and like and uh, and so that's what happens. Clint Eastwood's family is killed by these red these red legs or whatever. They come down, kill his family, almost kill him, and uh, he become he he joins with some Southerners. They're they're like. They they show up and he's standing there with his family burnt alive and everything and he's all beat up and the and the guy's like red legs, yeah, we're going up south we're going up north set a few things right and Clint Eastwood looks up and he goes I'll be coming with you and then the music kicks off dun dun and it's just like a <laughs> montage of them like riding horses and stuff and like fucking shit up mm-hmm. it's it's really good and so then the Union Army finally comes up well we've signed a peace treaty all y'all come for give us your gun sign the paper and like Clint Eastwood's the only one that's like nah, we're good we're good this we're not done yet <laughs> so like the whole movie is him being like a southern renegade um like riding west trying to get away and uh, just killing anything and everything he runs into pretty much um it's uh it's 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 like real dry humor and uh real real classic western shit it's good do they have like a scene in there because he's a southern guy of like him not being racist Yes. To be like, whoa, he's a Southern guy, but he's not even racist. Yeah. I can be on this guy's side. So there are, I don't remember any black people in the movie, but there's, um, there's a couple of instances of other people being cruel to Native Americans and Clint Eastwood being like, no, you're not going to do that. And like, like, actually, give them everything you have. And the, you know what? The kid don't give the kids a piece of candy. They want jars of candy. Oh, that's a different movie, actually, but he does it in this one too. Yeah, he's he, in all in a lot of his movies. He was a magnanimous he, uh, southerner. He often wasn't the cowboy to like go gun down a bunch of Indians in his movies. That, that's one thing. I, uh, John Wayne was the guy who was always slaughtering Indians, but uh, Clint was always killing white people pretty much for the most part. He would find a, a peaceful solution with the Indians if he could. That's good. That's pretty progressive of him. Yeah, very progressive. Um, and he'd Just also ca- white folks. And he'd also cast whoever he was fucking as as his co-starring role. It was great. Yeah, I mean that's since the beginning of. Of time, I can't remember. Like, I, I guarantee, like fucking whoever uh, Homer, you know, was like. Well, you know, the, the Odyssey and the Iliad were passed down for hundreds and hundreds of years. But if Homer was there and he was overseeing the play, he'd be like, "Well, you know, little boy, you can play the leading lady oh, if, no. you suck my, if you suck my dick." And he's like, "What? What do you mean, suck your dick?" Oh God, how good <laughs> he is the boy actor. <laughs> That sounds like a toddler. It, it, well, I mean, he was a bad guy. People don't his talk. About, they only talk about the good parts of Homer. They don't talk about the bad parts. His grasp on Latin is tenuous at best. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, was that was one of the first like history books I read like in, in its entirety. It actually wasn't the Odyssey; it was the Iliad. Yeah, also Homer, but like I had to read that like full through my freshman year of college, so help, and remind, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Remind me of uh, so I know the Odyssey. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um. What's the character's name? It's uh, is it? It's, it's not Oedipus. It's Odysseus. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So Odysseus is called uh, forth by his king to go fight the Trojan War. Mm-hmm. He goes. He's badass. It's actually his idea to come up with the Trojan horse. They go in. Troy falls. 
but uh, he doesn't uh, give praise to, to Poseidon, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so Poseidon basically keeps fucking him over on his journey home, cursing him, and it takes like, let's call it 20 years yeah. to get home to his wife. Comes home, wrecks shit. Great story. The, when he comes home and fucks with the suitors, that's the best part. I love that part. Yeah, but, yeah, because they're just... and But like, I also, even at the time reading it, when he's fucking with the suitors, I was like, dude, you were gone no call no show for 28 years whatever it is like roughly you like, can't it's a long possibly time. be mad yeah let's say 15 i think it's 15 years. 15 years even if it was 15 like no no calls no no information from the gods that he was still alive like no. you really expect your wife to just like sit around waiting for 15 years not only does Come he now but when he gets back he like tests her he comes back in the in the guise of an old man, and he walks into his own his his villa because this is he's not a poor guy like like he's he's a step below a king himself. It seems like he's like a nobleman who has yeah. like an estate, and so because he's been gone this time, these men, these suitors, they're there for a legal right. They're there because like, ma'am, your husband's dead. We all know he's dead. You have to remarry. You can't just be a noble woman with all these lands and stuff. Like you've got to marry one of us. Pick someone. It doesn't have to be me. I'm not trying yeah. to be pushy here. Pick pick the fat guy. Pick the skinny guy. And they're the not guy. losers. They're all like no. successful businessmen. They're like kind of the the oligarch class of that. Yeah, region. they're the guys she has to pick from. You know, they're 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 the the, the noble ish men of the of of the region. And so Oedipus or Odysseus shows up. And they're slapping his son around and fucking drinking his wine and fucking his slave girls. And and and, and he's just like, what the fuck? One of them bashes a chair over his back. He's there as an old cripple. And one of the suitors <laughs> is like, look at that old fuck. Smash and like smashes a chair over him. And so he realizes that like these guys are pieces of shit. And uh, at, at the end, when like his son is like 15, like he's never even met his son before. But he like, mm -hmm. hey, he's like, yo, it's me. And he's like, fuck, I who met you? Who? <laughs> who the fuck like, are you? But there's that part where he's just like, look, stay chill. We're going to handle this. It's, it's, it's going to be good. Tomorrow, tomorrow. And like all the slaves are fucking locking the doors so the suitors can't get out. And uh, the, the wife has come forward with a test finally. Like, like we're going to figure out. I'm going to pick a suitor. The man who can string the bow of Odysseus and fire an arrow through nine axe handles will be my husband. And uh, what I mean by nine axe handles, at the bottom of an axe handle, there's this ring. So he has mm -hmm. to fire the arrow through nine holes, essentially, and then hit a target at the end. And just stringing the bow is, like, impossible because the bow is, like, this double ram horn thing. That you have to, like, mm -hmm. put your leg around and then bend with all your body's might and then hook the string onto. And all these big burly suitors are over there fucking it up. They throw the, they throw the bow on the ground. They're like, that's impossible. No man can do this. <laughs> and they throw it at the feet of the old man, the old beggar. And he picks it up and he fucking strings it in one go like it's nothing. And they all go, what? Like none of them can even string the bow. And yeah. then he just thunk. And the arrow goes through all nine. And when it hits the target, they all look at the target and then look back to Odysseus and he's transformed. He's no longer the old man. In fact, he might be the it's best reveal. looking of Odysseus we've seen the whole movie. He's yeah. greased up. Somebody's little, oil. Little, it's been 15 years. A little touch of gray. Looking little good. touch of gray. Little touch of gray. Silver Fox Odysseus now. Mm -hmm. But he's greasy, and that means he's ready to go. He's like Tom Hardy in that grease me. He's ready to go, <laughs> and and he like looks at his boy. He's like, now you can fight. And the kid just goes ah, and like spears the biggest suitor like into the wall. 
like like yeah. Dang- yeah the tv movie like is awful but that scene alone's worth like sitting through the whole thing i, I went through all that to ask you what the fuck is the iliad because i'm blanking out it's just the it's a lot of the same characters yeah, but what do they like, do? It's just I don't remember what they do. I don't remember much of the Iliad. Oh. Like the Iliad and the Odyssey kind of blend together. I just remember I had to read both of them. I think the Odyssey first and the Iliad second. And I remember enjoying the Iliad more because it was more brutal. There was a lot the, more fighting in the Iliad. Does the Iliad have like the Trojan War in it? Because I remember the Odyssey has like the Cyclops. I think and... reference to the Trojan War, but it's not it's not present at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I in the Odyssey, I'll have to reread it, but I've got so many things I want to read before that. I still got to finish the last book of the Stormlight Archive. I finished that uh, Needful Things Stephen King book. Oh, it was one of the. Eh, nah, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who wants to read it, but it's it's uh, it Just starts like out so promising with the, the the it's one of those like Stephen King is a master of premise like a tremendous premise that that gets you hooked. The world itself is so interesting. Whoa, Satan or, you know, who people suspect to be a demon or some sort of magic man comes into your little town and he starts selling things for free, but they all have little curses attached to them. Like it's you know, given it, it's fascinating, like all the little ways he's like, oh, this person was fat and they bought a mirror and the mirror will always show them exactly what they want to see. And so then they like eat themselves to death. That's just an example of what could yeah, have yeah. shown up in there. Oh, I'm familiar with the premise. It's so been. interesting. And then it kind of just peters out and ends like it. He he often does that. The ending of Stephen King books, it's like he doesn't know how to wrap it up. Not that I could do any better. But no, agreed. You know. Actually, I take that back. I think we could. I think we could because we often do. We often do. <laughs> we really do. Do you remember that show, The Outsiders or The Outsider on HBO that we were like really into? The supernatural one where like ch- I think children were being like butt raped to death or something. Did I watch that one? If you haven't, I won't go any further and you really should. Although the last episode is a bit of a downer. Oh, it's the a, Outsiders? Yeah, on HBO. It's a it was a mini series. It was maybe six or eight episodes. Like a um it's either the outsider or the outsiders. I can't remember if it's plural or not. But oh no, I did watch this. It has that uh the actor with the the lisp who's really good. I, I, I can't think of who it who that is, but Ben Mendelssohn. That looks like what his name is. De- the detective. The detective character. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah, has yeah. that little like lisp like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, right. really yeah. liked that, I and I think that's a great good. example of an w- amazing premise. I remember, t- like, while I was watching it, I was on, I'd, I'd be on my on the phone with my dad, and I'd be like, "Yeah, like, I, this, there's some sort of a monster that just right." And I can't even remember exactly how the monster works. I remember that the monster is invisible, like most of the time that that uh, that only certain people can see it, or only if it wants you to. And you know, there was that part where like it's so supernatural that the woman like makes a test to like determine mm-hmm. if it really came into her house or not. And it's really scary because it seems like it feeds on like, 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 like the, the sadness or the pain of children or something. Yeah. And it, it, it's always, it, it kept framing like people for like child rape, like murders, rape murders. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember the, the fine details. I do remember the ending was not good. It was just, it was like a four out of 10 ending that was just like, come on. We, 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 we spent eight episodes figuring this out. We figured mm-hmm. it out. Now we know where it lives and we're going to go and you're going to mess that part up. Like that's the, that's like the, the end of the hero's journey. Like we're there to mm-hmm. slay the dragon or whatever. And they, they just sort of, sort of went, and, and the ending was just like, wait, wait, wait. 
we're not going to go in there and like get on top of him and start ground and pounding. There's not going to be like a magical spear or a, a fucking scientist with a beaker. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Well, that's that's kind of lame. It's kind of it, disappointing. It's it's frustrating when endings are bad. Um, I watched this movie. I probably talked about it before. I can't remember the end the uh, the name of it again. I'm sorry. Basically, it's um it's one of those movies where it sort of like starts almost. It feels like 20 minutes in, and you're kind of left like, wait, what? All right, so for through context clues, this mm-hmm. man is really missing his girlfriend. It seems like she's a mainstay of his life. She's not around anymore, and he's living by himself out in this little country house. It seems like town's maybe 10 minutes away, and he knows the sheriff because he's called him out because he keeps seeing some weird stuff at night. And he keeps like drinking and being sad over this girl and wondering mm-hmm. where she's gone. She just left. It seems like that they were on the verge of maybe stepping this thing up to like a fiance type, type thing uh, rather than just a serious living girlfriend. And, and then she just leaves with, with like 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 and 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 meanwhile, he's being terrorized at night by a monster, an actual monster, like like a physical thing that's yeah. trying to get in the house. And uh, the ending of that was so excellent and unexpected. Um, I'm going to find it because um, I want to like. I want you to watch this because I think you'd enjoy it. It's uh, it's it, the it, ending it's, was so good. I will watch something like that if it has a good ending. Try and find it because I'm I'm looking for more stuff to to watch, particularly like the the thriller horror kind of genre where it's almost it's like a mystery mystery horror, whatever you would call it. I guess thriller horror. That's probably my favorite genre of movie, and it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be good. I enjoy bad movies almost as much as I enjoy good ones. You just have to like not take it seriously and, and be stoned to shit. Yeah. Man, I wish I could remember this. If I see the um the artwork for it, I'll remember it. It's got it's got a heart. I remember there's like a heart built into the artwork in kind of a, a quirky, uh smart way. Is it a documentary about Viva La Bam's band? Is that a or the band thing? he liked? Was it CKY? Was CKY the band they had that had the heart? Or no, him. Him was the band with the heart around it right oh i i honestly don't know um this is called after midnight though um the movie's called after midnight after midnight okay so i'll yeah. i'll check that out that's got a cool logo yeah the heart with the antlers and the arrows sticking out of it. i like that i'm gonna leave this page yeah. up so i don't yeah. remember, don't forget um I, I i i highly recommend anybody who's like wanting to watch it like don't read into it at all just like go get into it like like you'll think you've got it figured out and uh, and then they'll twist it a little at the end it's it's fun and i don't remember it being very long i do remember loving the ending uh, you were talking about you know endings are hard to do mm-hmm. um, I, I i like when things are wrapped up in a bow i can i can have things be ambiguous and uh they, they can end on a down downer you remember that movie the road where vigo mortensen is trying to get his son to like some sort of yeah that that's a and sad movie. Post-apocalyptic, cannibalistic, ruined America. Like like skies are blacked out, and he's just so filthy and scared the whole movie. And the and the the whole movie is is centered around this gun he's got with either one or two bullets, and the decision about what to do with those bullets, because the the decision the most likely decision is that he's going to use that bullet to kill his son first for sure, so that the cannibals don't get him. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny. fucked. And at the end of the movie, it's it, it's just dark. It's a real, real dark ending. But at least they wrap it up. It's like, okay. All right. All right. 
Have you? I was thinking of Viggo Mortensen movies other than Lord of the Rings, but have you seen him in Eastern Promises? I knew you were going to say Eastern Promises. It it's is. It's because that movie's awesome. It is excellent. He is sort of a supporting character in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, the, the lady who's is that Naomi Watts? Naomi Whatever Watts, her name. Yep. Yeah, she's uh, she's kind of the the main character. She's trying to find those prostitutes or whatever. He is essential. He's got the cool Russian accent. He's got the tattoos, and he has maybe the coolest naked fight scene ever in that movie. Dude, definitely the coolest naked fight scene ever in the bathhouse when they're He's all in a, and there's yeah, it's brutal. Russian bathhouse than I've ever seen a naked fight, and it's like a continuous shot. From what I remember, there weren't like hardly any cuts yeah. at least in that initial brawl before they like pan over to like the shower side of it. It reminds me, it reminds me a lot of in Casino Royale that, uh, that fight they have in like a, uh, like a stairwell. It's a, like, like, like the blows as they land, they feel really meaty and like, it's, it's I don't know. Like, it, like some movies some... you'll watch like a guy get hit in the, the ribs and you're like, Oh, that wasn't a devastating shot. Cause it didn't hit the head. But in this, yeah. it's like, Funk, like you're hitting a side of beef as hard as you can. Yeah, like that that yeah. resonating sound, and you're like, oh, that is what it would be like to get hit in the ribs that while you're cool. naked, <laughs> while you're naked in a Russian bathhouse. <laughs> yeah, and and I believe it's a knife fight. I want to say that's a knife fight. It is. That yeah, happens. the the, like, the guys come in with a knife, and he steals the knife. I think at one point and does some damage. I, he's naked, and they're both clothed, and he kills them both. I'm pretty sure with their own knife. Um, he, yeah, I think there's like some core. fat Russian guy sitting there who's not aligned with anyone, just like oh, yeah. <laughs> just trying to, you know, get my balls nice. And yeah, he might smooth. he might catch a little collateral damage in that. That's a damn good movie, though. Um, yeah, Eastern Promises. Vigo, if anybody out there hasn't seen Eastern Promises, that's a great movie. If you if you like that and you want to stay on the uh, Vigo Mortensen kick, you could watch History of Violence. That sounds so familiar. I don't know if I've seen that. All right, his, all right so. You're gonna. I, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Do you remember the Archer episode where Archer had forgotten his memory, and he's like working mm-hmm. at Bob's Burgers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is the that is the opening scene of Eastern Promises being parodied. Eastern Promises is about a guy who used to be a badass mob like hitman or something, and I I think he's like amnesia. History of violence, him. you mean, right? History of violence. That's yeah. what I said. I'm not sure what I said, but um, it's history of violence, and he's now working as a small town burger flipping diner owning husband and wife or husband and father and these these guys come in um ed harris comes in and he's got he's got like a i don't he's got like a, an accent i can't remember if it's chicago or, or new york but he's just like mickey funny seeing you here and it's just like oh no um but it's it, it's a good movie like, like oh, oh no no i remember what it was like like, like you don't see ed harris until later on because he's the big bad but two guys come in and try to make some trouble and Ed Harris just has, or uh, Viggo Mortensen goes into like muscle memory mode and <laughs> murders the shit out of both of them in a very hardcore kind of way. It's a very violent movie. Like when people get shot, it's it's like you were talking about how the the the, the fist fight was in Eastern Promises mm-hmm. in History of Violence. When people get shot, it's like they explode. It's it's almost like Tarantino <laughs> it's style. <almost> too much. <laughs> and uh, and so Viggo Mortensen does a really good job in this movie because he's remember he starts remembering the gangster that he used to be. Like I think literally, I think he had amnesia or something. But uh, there's there's two sex scenes in that movie. It might have Naomi Watts. It's got a Naomi Watts looking actress in it, like like some pretty blonde lady who was like thirty five at the time. 
But anyway, he uh, he fucks her at the beginning, and it's just like this like romantic sex scene. But then as he starts like remembering who he used to be, like he just like slam fucks her on the stairs like halfway <laughs> through it as he like starts remembering. I, I have not seen this movie. I need to watch History of Violence if it's one of Viggo Mortensen's best because I don't know if it's one of his best, but but like it's Ed Harris is really good. Like I really like Ed Harris as a villain. Like do you remember um, Enemy at the Gates, the Vasily Zaitsev uh, movie where they're uh, they're yeah, in yeah. Uh, Stalingrad. Yeah, Ed I just pulled his his face up. Yeah, this guy is great. I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who that was. Yeah, he's solid. Love Ed Harris in anything. Um, I mean, he's he's been good in everything I've ever seen him in. Remember, like he was the guy who actually decided to act in um, um, that asteroid movie with Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everybody else, like, like like everybody else was just goofing around, and like he showed up and like gave a tearjerker performance. <laughs> like, like, he's like he's like the separated father, and uh, and, and, and like the, his wife won't let him see the the son, and and, and he's like. He's like, can I see him? Because I got something big. No, that's not Ed Harris. That's a different fucking actor. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> it's okay. God damn it. I, I saw Ed Harris is actor. in uh, uh, Snowpiercer, the movie. Speaking of that series, is that done? Uh-uh. Like, New uh, season just began. It's funny you brought that up. New season just started. Okay. And anyway, is this, what's it on again? They don't release the whole season all at once, right? I don't know. I think it, I think it comes it out Netflix? episode by episode. It ain't Netflix. Where is it? Something. It, Regardless, if it's something, I, yeah, I want to watch maybe. that. I wasn't sure if that was one of like the Amazon shows or whatever that like they get two seasons maybe. in and they're like, "Oh, that's yeah, Netflix." Nobody's that. into this. Nobody's liking it that much. We're gonna pull it. But I, hopefully they continue because I like. And Ozark just came out. I I need to get through season two of Ozark, or I'm sorry, it's season two of The Witcher. My wife and I need to watch like the last. I think there's only ten episodes, eight episodes per season with The Witcher. So I think. Yeah. Like we only have like six more, seven more. And then I want to do Ozark. I'm so excited. Have you started the new Ozark yet? I didn't know it was out. Someone mentioned it yeah. to me. Dude, every time then, you're on Netflix, it's fucking promoting it for me. I haven't, I don't open Netflix unless I hear something is new because they, they just, Netflix is kind of bad. I've it's mostly garbage. Yeah. I've considered canceling it several times, but I, I, I don't know. I know I'm going to want to see Trailer Park Boys or some nonsense that's on there and end up signing back up. Uh, it's the same way Peacock got me to sign up for their bullshit service that has like two things on it. I'm paying like four dollars a month for The Office and Parks and Rec. I guess, and that's it. Two shows that are basically carbon copies of one another. I think I get some like NBC Sports stuff too, maybe like like, like maybe some hockey. But obviously, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't, I don't give two shits anymore. about that. I mean, your your team, and I know you're stoked about this. The Colorado Avalanche, the team that Kyle has supported for a year, is. Is, for a year. <laughs> yeah, for year. Year and year. He's he's supported them. They are the best team in the NHL. They I can pick them, baby. Oh, you you can pick them, baby, because you know, Colorado <laughs> is the best team in the league by far right now. They're dominating everybody they come across. You ready to do another bracket? Yeah, you know what? I want to do another bracket and I want to once again do my absolute best, considering yeah. I watch so many like my wife just the other night was like I was, you know, her, her mom was here. A couple other people were here. They, they were doing some stuff and something came. It was during the day. And it was, I was like, well, there's a game at eight that I want to watch. And she was like, is it a, the blues are playing tonight? And I'm like, no, no, I want to watch the Colorado fucking Calgary game, whatever it was. And she's like, you don't need to be watching every game that, 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 that comes on. It's like, no, I want to watch. I want, I, I enjoy like, 
No, I agree I, with I her. love like, watching the sport of hockey. I enjoy the movement. I I because it's the only sport I'm familiar enough with that like as a play is developing, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's happening right now. I, I know what that defenseman is trying to do to that left winger. I know what the right winger over there, where he's trying to make himself open. Whereas like if I were watching football, which I'm not that familiar with, I don't know the pieces moving throughout the play. I just know like, oh, that guy seems open. Oh, we didn't throw it to him. Why didn't he throw it to the open guy? Oh, because mm. the quarterback was being pressured from that side and he couldn't throw over the the defenders, whatever. But hockey, there was something else going on with, with hockey news, uh, and it's not hockey-related, really. It was, you know how, like, uh, shit will happen and people will react to it in a way that is totally... Uh, like, remember the... This is an extreme example. Remember, like, years and years ago when Reddit thought that they caught the Boston bomber. Yeah. And they, they basically the doxed and terrorized the totally wrong guy. Just yeah. a totally 100% innocent guy got terrorized and, and fucked with. So this isn't couple, nearly yeah. as extreme as that, but basically, so there's a, uh, there, there's the NHL and then there's the AHL and then there's like the ECHL and a couple other like very minor leagues that like they still have fans and stuff and smaller like like Boise, Idaho has an ECHL team and like a couple thousand people maybe go every game. It's not a, if that it's not a big thing. But basically there was an ECHL game and Jordan Subban, who is a black player, the younger brother of PK Subban, who is uh, an NHL defenseman obviously black also they're brothers and pk suban's been in the league for many years he's a defenseman he used to actually be very very good in the last four years or so he's really dropped off and now he's like a one of those those guys where it's like man remember what that guy used to be like now he just costs too much money to stand around and he capitalized basically his younger brother jordan suban in an echl game got in a brawl like a like a tussle not a full-on fist fight with this guy named like jacob Jacob something. I don't remember his last name. And they were in this big fight. And Jacob, the guy, gave like this muscle man. Uh, what he says is like a muscle man. Like, oh, you're so tough. You're oh, you're big and tough when the ref has you. Oh, you're big and tough. Like doing that. And this guy, the the black guy, Jordan, like went off and was like, this guy was making like monkey uh, stuff at me. Oh, he was saying that like, no. he, like he basically said like. He said he was doing like that ooh, ooh, ah, ah, oh, like not kind the, of ooh, thing, ah, ah. and, and it, <laughs> which would obviously be absurdly racist and unacceptable. Yeah. But like, it, it, and, and immediately, PK Subban, who has a large Twitter online presence, the older brother of the of his younger brother, obviously, and he starts going like at Jacob, whatever his name is. Why'd you delete your accounts? You were being racist to my brother. You should like stuff like that. And everyone immediately is like. Like the whole hockey Reddit, which like the, the commenters on Reddit are the dumbest people alive, largely. They, they all agree with one another and they all jack each other off and sniff each other's farts all day. And people who don't get downvoted to oblivion. And there were huge threads like this is the most unacceptable thing ever. This is such a bad look for hockey. And it's like the guy Jacob made a video like a response to it. And he's a young guy. They're, they're, you know, he and Jordan Subban, the guy they're in a tussle with, they're both young guys because they're in the ECHL, but they're both 26. If you're 26 in the ECHL, I'm so sorry, you're not going to make it to the show. 
There's yeah. no chance you're going to dominate so hard in the ECHL at 26 that you go to the AHL and then you dominate that much harder level of competition and then you miraculously make it to the highest level of competition. It's not going to happen. Not that that really matters, but this guy Jacob came out and he made a YouTube video or a, a Twitter post and he's like, I have been inundated, you know, he's talking about and his like voice is shaking. He's like scared because he's like at the behest of like an online mob. The media as a whole hates him. You know, Subban and all these like big NHL name players are coming out hating him. And he makes a video and he's like, I was not doing anything racist uh, at all. What I literally said to him as we were like as the refs were coming up to us is once Jordan got grabbed by the ref. You know, I was going, oh, yeah, you're big and tough when the refs are in between us, aren't you? You're you're so big and strong when you're between us. And he is doing this. He's doing like the, oh, you're yeah. such a big, like, strong guy. Oh, yeah, you're such, that, yeah. such a big, strong guy. And that is obviously like on on rewatch. Everyone should be able to go. Ah, yeah, he's clearly doing big, strong guy. Oh, you're a big, tough man, aren't you? When the refs are between us and. Then the the hockey Reddit does that other stupid Reddit shit or any forum where like a little bit of evidence comes out to the contrary and they're like, well, this this seems compelling, but it doesn't mean that he wasn't racist. And it's like and then it's like another commenter was like, are there any videos of him doing this to other competitors? And I saw this other guy post. He's like, yeah, here's one. And, oh, no. and there's a video of this same guy, Jacob going you're so big and strong to like some other guy who's white and so oh, it's like no. such an obvious example of like everybody loving that dopamine hit of like oh yeah oh i'm not racist and everybody knows it yeah yeah oh i'm not racist and everybody knows i'm a good guy oh laud me laud me with your praise like that kind of shit is what you see <laughs> and then these fucking pansy ass pussy media people and commenters as soon as evidence comes out that they were dyed in the wool wrong and and this echl team by the way immediately released that player destroyed terminated his contract that guy's professional hockey days are likely over on what was totally a misfire totally the fact that you're this passionate about a minor incident that happened in ecl hockey somewhere and what what, <laughs> what state what team was it no idea could not was tell it even you in this country was. well yeah it was in this country it was in the are east coast you? hockey league the minor Fair. minor league Ah, I, I I thought it might be a Canadian thing. Yeah, you're, um, you're yeah. a bit of a hockey fan. No, I don't like like I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't uh, follow anything. I don't think as much as you follow hockey. Even though I I am a world champion, Atlanta Brave and George Bulldog. It's been a good fucking year for Georgia. It's been a tremendous year for Georgia. You're, you're getting the Thrashers back. You can are lose we? Them. Wait, wait, no, are you no, you're not up? getting the Thrashers. Back. <laughs> <laughs> no, Third time's the charm. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That that would be awesome. I think they should take. I mean, the Arizona Coyotes are totally failing. Like they've never worked I don't ever know as a team. Yeah, yeah. Is the that, Arizona wait, is that the Gretzky uh, team. Like, like, which 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 one did he like own or coach or something? I think he does own some of the the um the the Coyotes somehow. I don't poor know the, the inner workings. What poor investment. Yeah, poor investment. Well, but I mean, it's a sports league, and so they all like share uh, oh. revenue, like the way the NFL does. So, like, Stupid it's scam. it's basically there are like losing teams and winning teams, and so every year teams like Toronto and Vancouver have to bail out Arizona and Carolina 
which is like the way that like i don't know new jersey and oklahoma probably bail out alabama every year yeah sure are there did we look it up once and like some states are like like losers like 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 they don't make money like 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 as far as like federal federal dollars are speaking like they take in more than they uh spend or something like that yeah i think there's something like i think a lot of those are uh like farming federal subsidies and so it'll be like nebraska what a loser state and it's like well those are enormous soybean subsidies that they're receiving it's not like everyone in nebraska is on fucking welfare i'm just looking for an excuse to shit on alabama yeah well fuck you alabama actually you don't 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 let them live in your head rent free you won they're the losers they are the ones who should be like we're still better than georgia well look at look at all the previous championships we have how much does your state states depend on federal funding? Well, that's nice. Looks like Alabama is a nice dark blue. Uh, you, you can scroll over and see the percents. Man, Missouri doing pretty hot. Yep, yep. Same yep. as Georgia. Woody's state taking more than either of our states. Not acceptable. Mm-mm. Alaska is just a real money pit, apparently. In New Mexico. West Virginia, Alabama, New Mexico, and Alaska. Get your shit together. Can I? I've I've been to three of those. I haven't been to Alaska. The other three fucking suck. West Virginia is. Wait, was that West Virginia or was is that just plain old? Yeah, that's West Virginia. I see. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, they fucking suck. And New Mexico was is the most depressing place I've ever been. Where were you in New Mexico? It all looks the same. I don't know. The brown part. I imagine New Mexico and Arizona just both look kind of orangish dirt. No, like, not like, dirty, like, but like the you know, you know what I mean. New Mexico has none of the pretty red rock formations that Arizona has. Like, like uh, we went to Sedona, and and that part of Arizona was so beautiful. I, I'm definitely going to go back at some point. Like the the canyons and stuff, the rock formations, um, stuff that I don't even know the names for. But uh, New Mexico, I remember poverty, bad food. And the color brown, dark well, that brown. That sounds depressing. It was awful. It was so awful. I thought it might be kind of pretty because of like Breaking Bad and like Albuquerque and like you saw some neat stuff, but I guess not. Yeah, yeah. none of their yards really had grass. That's Yard? kind of depressing. Yeah, the yards in the show. They don't Breaking have yards Bad. in New Mexico. Oh, in Breaking Bad, they've all got the pebbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I flew into Albuquerque uh, a couple years ago when I when I went to Colorado for. Uh, a few weeks when I was like between probations, and uh, I remember that. I remember thinking like, "Yeah, there you go." There you yeah, go. I mean the mountains look awesome. Yeah, the mountains look great. Um, uh and and that it's so goddamn dry there that I, I can I can feel my eyes drying out looking at this picture. I can feel my nose starting to bleed after four hours there. Yeah, mine always bleeds in Vegas if I'm anywhere out there. Yeah, um, I would, I uh, a little little PSA. Virgil's zero I, sugar root beer is horrible. This is bar none the worst cream soda I've ever had in my life. It is sweetened with monk fruit. Oh and no, monk fruit needs to leave the sweetener game because Stevie is here. So all everything they are is the better Arizona than monk coyotes. Fruit. Of the sweet yeah. <laughs> This is the Arizona Coyotes. Like it's just, it's it doesn't oh. even taste like cream soda. I wish you spat it out. I wish you. No, like, 
<laughs> all over my keyboard destroy another one but yeah this was hugely disappointing because this is like expensive nice root beer and i it's always expect nice- a nice quality soda their regular diet root beer virgil's very good when people very ask good. me like what my favorite root beer is i always just tell them barks b-a-r-q-s because mm-hmm. says bite. but i only say that because i don't think they'll be able to find virgil's um i go i have to go to the decab the cab farmer's market or something um wherever that place is and uh, I get the uh, the big, I think it's a liter. It's a, like a liter glass bottle. It's got that cantilever top, the thing that you like. Yeah, those are awesome. And uh, it's like special Bavarian nutmeg root beer. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. And I, I remember the first bottle I ever got like eight years ago. And we got that thing home. And I was, my girlfriend was like, you want to, we're going to try the Bavarian nutmeg root beer now? And I'm like, well, we got to get, we got to chill it first. And she's like, well, let's just put it on ice. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> we you will bitch. wait. We will. <laughs> we will wait for this. Side. And and we did. And By the so time good. your nose is done bleeding, you'll be ready to drink. Yeah, that'll be. That's how you can keep up the time. Uh, I just remember getting real good and stoned and drinking that amazing root beer. But yeah, that's my that's my favorite. Um, I can't remember if I've ever had the 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 sugar free. Yeah, that don't don't dreadful. go for the zero sugar. And that like that's why I get Virgil's sometimes is like a nice little treat because it's so such an elite cream soda root beer company, but they miss the mark by a million miles with this. Nobody buy it. Nobody try it. It is disgusting. I've been drinking a lot of Coke zero for like weeks now. It's um, I think they mess with the formula or something and it, it tastes really good to me. It tastes, obviously it's not Coke. Um, someone had a Mexican Coke the other day and I had a sip and I was like, Oh God, that's, good. <laughs> that's so much better than this foul substitute. This is nothing like Coke. <laughs> but if you drink enough of these, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Close. That's yeah, OK. I mean, like Zevia. Oh, I've got, blows I that Virgil's zero sugar root beer out of the water. And Zevia is not bad, but it's also not like on the level of even like A&W bars. Zevia is an acquired taste, though. Like like if you've mm-hmm. never had a Zevia and you crack one open, you're probably not going to love it. Like you need to get that's a fair. couple. The first 12 pack of Zevia I got. I don't think I finished it. I, I had to like go back to that well and like try again like a few weeks later. And I was like, I mean, I guess. Well, you keep you kept buying like the the variety packs, and I, I bought one of those ever, and I realized like, oh, so the Mountain Dew, the grapefruit, the Dr. Pepper, these are all disgusting and and terrible. This this the lemon lime sprite. Uh, that's copy. okay on ice. That's okay on ice. Oof, it, it tastes weird. Sprite is probably the one soda, like the one full sugar soda that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like once in a while on like a hot day, an ice cold Sprite is just fucking awesome. I like all sodas. I haven't had a Mountain Dew in years because they taste like syrup, but mm-hmm. they're good. They are. Those are that. good. I've been drinking too many energy drinks recently. I should I should cut back on that. Uh, I got uh, Richard Ryan's thing, the uh, the Black Rifle coffee. They they make little um, oh shit. Here's one right here, fucking yeah. These little uh, energy drinks I've been getting at the the gas station. Ooh, nice. The ex- espresso mocha. Uh, they're really probably fucking got good. like three hundred milligrams of caffeine or something. Two hundred milligrams of caffeine. Um, I don't know. I went to the gas station the other morning and I usually get a different thing that's kind of similar, but I saw that. I grabbed it. It's really good. Two hundred is a pretty good amount. Yeah, like as far as caffeine, three hundred the the bangs and the rains at three hundred, it's too much. Caffeine, uh, I, I'm, 
caffeine affects me differently in small doses. It makes me sleepy. And in a small dose for me, I guess is around 200 milligrams. Cause like the other night I was like, or the other evening I was trying to decide if I wanted to take a nap or if I wanted to just push through it and like, keep like doing what I was doing. We we're playing games mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm going to take a caffeine pill. I'll just, I'll get my sleep schedule. Right. I took 200 milligrams of caffeine, <laughs> fell asleep 30 minutes later, and 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 didn't wake up for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Not, I fell asleep on the couch, um, playing like one of those videos that's just like thunderstorms and lightning and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and my rain. wife likes those. Yeah, I, I I love those, and uh, I just like woke up nine hours later, like so well rested, um, from like with 200 milligrams of caffeine. So I don't know. I th- maybe I need to take more to for it to have any effect. This seems this, like you do. I've been smoking this THCO or whatever uh, that I've been getting at the gas station. And um, it's really strong. How, how is it different than Delta 8? Just stronger? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, it's just it's just stronger. I, I don't know. It's it, it's really similar to like the, the stuff I was smoking in Colorado. I feel like it's, it's I've been strong. I've been looking around at like the Delta 8 sites recently because I've never. Yeah like gone to those and like i didn't even realize that you could just have that shipped to you go to uh reefers bay uh that's i did i I ordered some uh some gummies from them the other day and so we'll uh, see if they're good midi turned me on to those people and uh the concentrate is like 50 cents a gram i think for concentrate so you can't really beat that it's I i was shopping around on their site it is way cheaper like like f- like a hundred percent cheaper, fifty <coughs> percent cheaper than like where I go around here, like the in person oh, store. So where I was going, like here, it was it was like thirty dollars a gram. Oh fuck! Versus there, where it's fifty cents a gram. So yours is even worse. Like these, yeah. like this, like six hundred and twenty-five milligram container of gummies at the place I go to is like thirty-three dollars, and the equivalent of this on that site, uh, Reefer Bay is like 18 bucks yeah so it's yeah it's crazy it's a huge huge discount as long as it, i didn't order very much the first time because i want to like make sure it's it's good like have you Same. bought the gummy bears or the gummy pieces whatever off there i have not not from that website i think Mitty has and he says they're strong i think he's had good experiences with everything but he buys like the bulk oil like he buys like a big <laughs> jar of oil like an ounce or two at a time it's so uh, much yeah and um and I, 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 he's he's like my taste tester. So like we'll be we'll be in there gaming, and Midi will come in. And he's like, "Hey, hey, what's going on, guys?" And I'm like, "Are you high?" He's like, "Yeah, I just no. got off work." <laughs> <laughs> Midi is every day. Midi is blitzed. No, 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 no. I'm talking about his job now. Like, like he's having to lay hands on on another minority who's trying to take some fucking lobster up out of that store. <laughs> I don't know what I need to ask him this like like Mitty I know you watch the show why are why are you so good at your job because if I had your job I would stop just enough crab thieves that they would be employed <laughs> but not so many that they would promote me to the crab cop of like the scariest <laughs> store in the state because that's what they've done Mitty has no, he's stopped. the crab police Mitty Mitty's a crab cop Mitty has 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 saved so much crab from being stolen out of that store he works at. He's lost prevention. Um, mm-hmm. That they have promoted him, and they're they're like, we need a man like you downtown. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm just trying to make ends meet here. <laughs> no, 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 son. 
you've got a future in, as a crab cop. You're going downtown to 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 Mega City One. Now you're a crustacean detective. Mitty Mitty sent me a video of what happened where he's going to be working the during the Fred I don't know Freddie Gray thing or last time there was a police shooting. Mm. They burnt the place to the ground. And when I say place, I mean the city. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean the store. They like burnt the town down. Uh, without getting too specific, he's up in the in, in the in the northern Midwest area, and that's where they're sending him now because he's been so goddamn effective as a crab cop. I saw this vi- I saw this video because he's got access to all the security stuff because he's a security guy. Mm-hmm. But like this lady is clearly like, stealing like bags of crab. <laughs> like, like, she's, like, she's just bagged it up and she's walking out, and he's like lumbering after her. <laughs> he, he's like you know he, like six four six five like. 260 like, like after big this, fella and and all of a sudden a car like pulls in front of her she's running he's chasing and a car cuts her off and i thought i was like oh shit that's her partner now Minnie's gonna have to deal with something other than a hundred pound girl no that's crab cop number two <laughs> he gets out and he's like I saw you chasing her boss <laughs> Mitty's like Mitty's like Give me the, <laughs> give me the crab lady, and she's like, "Give me like, the crab, no one gets hurt." He says, "He says I told her I've got 150 pounds on you, lady." She says, "What does that mean?" He's like, "It means I'm getting the crab." <laughs> Dude, what a piece of shit to steal crab. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like really diligent about his job. I think he must like it. He must like confronting people with their thefts because someone I mean, it was must like, be fun to confront people when you're six five and the highest level of criminal is like a crab person. He well, he caught like a couple the other day, a guy and a girl, and the guy had been stealing sunglasses. I think like like dollar store sunglasses, like like not even like some sort of designer you shit. Dumbass, you know, like an eight dollar pair of sunglasses or something. And Mitty was like, "Hey, hey, hey, your pockets, take it out of your pocket, put it back." And uh, and he was like, "Shit, fine, fine." He like took it out, put it back, and and his girlfriend was like shit y'all really stopping people for shit like that and he goes are y'all really stealing shit like that (laughs) (laughs) fuck you honky and they left (laughs) are you really stopping people for for stealing yes yeah it's it's normal for when someone steals you go please please pay for the goods which you're trying to stealing some are you really stopping us for such a petty theft and it's like are you really committing such petty thefts Like, like don't you get what you're saying yeah. Uh, so, so it's been interesting. He's always got, you know, footage of him tussling with people. The one guy who like bucked on him and was like, 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 like did one of those. And he's like, it's a real David and Goliath type scenario. <laughs> it's it's like, clearly you do not want to fight Mitty. Like, like, I don't think Mitty's a Kung Fu fighter or, or anything, but at some point he's just going to squeeze you real hard. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the bigger person is more likely to win generally yeah, th- this guy was a little guy by any standard especially um, when they're not weighed down with pounds of crab <laughs> <laughs> that, that little fellow's agility isn't he his agility scores down because he's over encumbered <laughs> he's he's crawling to his car covered in crab because he's over encumbered and the midi has to come and beat the shit out of him little head kick action <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the other thing they steal? Oh, the air dusters. He's he's also got the problem where people come in. It's a big store. I I, I think you should picture like a Sam's Club, like where they just yeah. have everything. Um, 
and I guess that they they come in, they steal the air dusters, you know, they huff them. Mm-hmm. Those keyboard cleaner things. And so they've got like, I think they had a guy living in one of the stores, like like not his store, but one of the other chain part of the chain. Subsisting on computer duster. No, like like li- he was like living up in like the attic of the store, like like up in the ceiling, and mm-hmm. then he'd like come down during the the night and like huff himself high as fuck on air duster. Okay, that, that, I, I like that guy. They only found out because they walked in, I think, one day, and he was just passed out in the aisle <laughs> <laughs> with, with cans of computer <laughs> duster. There's just empty, empty dusters all around him. He's pa- and they're just like they thought someone had broken in, but then they're like nothing's broken. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> There's a little Robinson Caruso rope ladder leading up to above <laughs> electronics. This this piece of shit's been living here. That's hilarious. <laughs> Do, have you ever seen the video where that guy falls out of the ceiling of a Waffle House just onto... Well, you, we've all been into a Waffle House before. Imagine you're in a Waffle House. All right. Yeah. The clinking of plates, the... The, the, the foul-mouthed ruffians who attend a Waffle House with you there. Um and then somebody just falls out of the goddamn ceiling. I've never seen the that floor. video. They just fall out of the goddamn ceiling onto the floor. And, you know, it's it's a wa- the whole Waffle House ceiling falls apart, too, right? Like the mm. tiling and the insulation. And there's wires and cables. Like everything in a Waffle House ceiling falls on the floor, including a man who'd been living in the ceiling of a fucking Waffle House. What a horrible Not establishment to be living in. How does he even get up there? They're open 24 hours a day. I'd rather live in an IHOP. Really? Yeah, I think IHOP's better than Waffle House. You know where I'd want to go? Where? I'd want to live in an Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family. Yeah, and then when you barge down in drunk or whatever, <laughs> demanding unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, I would I would be lowering myself down, upside down, to grab one of those enormously <laughs> oversized bottles of wine. <laughs> you go down there and get a two-liter bottle style. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I'm trying to get fucked up. <laughs> Just lugging that up with you. That's great. That's... I, that and we've talked about it before. I won't go into it again. But but that is what that is a, a really creepy thing. The idea of someone like living in your in your attic. And look, if, if there's if a hundred thousand people end up watching this or hearing this or knowing about this, the fucking odds are that one of you has someone living in your attic. Yep. And and the odds of that group of people, one of them is a murderer. So, you know, For if there's sure. six people out there, but someone living in their ceiling. One of them is dealing with a homicidal maniac. At I don't least, want to check my attic because if I don't check, it's not there. I think I think that at least one of the people listening is in someone's attic right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting up above an olive garden with a magnum of wine, trash. <laughs> Just God like... damn, Kyle knows me well. <laughs> we are fucking. I gotta go. I'm gonna go live in Kyle's attic. <laughs> Right after I finish this 128 ounces of Merlot <laughs> that's been sitting on the display shelf at Olive Garden since 2003. <laughs> There's a bunch of sediment in the bottom, but I don't oh, mind. <laughs> I bet there would be. I always Probably. saw that. I doubt I, they fill those giant bottles. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those like bottles of wine that are, like, the size of someone's like a child's yeah. torso. Like, There's no way that they're putting the good wine in that. No. That's just like filler. It's like uh, fucking water with food coloring in it, I bet. It's got to be gross stuff. I know. Um, I, I was cleaning out my cupboard the other day, and I found a bottle of, uh, I found a bottle of red wine that I was using for cooking. And when I like tilted the bottle so that I could see the bottom, mm-hmm. it had stained the bottom of the bottle. So it's so been it, forever. It 
you know, a year and a half, two years sitting there, probably probably something like that, probably three years. It may be from like the last house, even because it was like a liter bottle of wine. It had stained the bottle. That can't be good. No, I'm not drinking that. I poured that out. We've had like on our drink cart, like there have been times where like there's been a wine that was like half open for many months sitting down there on the bottom. And it's like, oh, I'll have a glass of wine tonight or my wife will. And it's like you open it and it's like, can wine go rotten? And it's like, well, a $12 wine from the grocery store probably can just pour this out. Like, it, I don't know if that's even true, but I, it seems like it could be. Did I tell you about when I accidentally signed up for that wine club? No, Cause I, was, cause I, was <laughs> I know you, you're such a wino. You love the, the notes and the, the fruits. No, I'm a cheapskate though. And whenever I see an opportunity to like, like, like squeeze a dollar out of like some pr promotional program, I tell myself I'll remember to unsubscribe and I'm, I'm going to get these savings. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember how it started. It, it was like, it was a chain event that got me going, but I, I think initially like, what was it? I think I was buying a set of, I think I was on like a sex toy website and mm -hmm. they were like, if you spend $8, you get a gift card to a wine website for $20. And I was like, that's pretty good. 12 free, I was, free dollars. I, I was like, this, this is just free money. I was like, so I found something that cost like exactly $8, some cheap piece of like handcuffs, like fur on them or something mm -hmm. that I, I, I've never used because they're garbage. And, uh, and sure enough, they're like, they, I go to this wine website and they give me like $20, but they're also like, Hey, Take the 20 if you want it. But maybe you'd like to be a premium wino piece of shit oh. who's in our silver club member medallion customer. Yeah. And, and I was like, God, that's so much savings. I can't go wrong. And so like, <laughs> you don't even like wine. <laughs> like, like, I hate wine. I, I don't drink it. And like, But it was like the more wine I bought, the more free wine they give me. And a certain, there was this point where it was like, if I spend just ninety dollars. <laughs> my own money. I will get so much wine that I'll just never need anymore. Again. Lifetime supply. I don't. I don't know what I got wrangled into, Taylor. But I'll say this: <laughs> I was subscribed for several months before I realized what had happened, and I have never had a sip of that wine. And Kitty will never go thirsty again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, all of those things are for sure. At least she won that whole endeavor. She got a bunch of free like, wine out of it. I was like, one day I texted her and I was like, hey, you like wine, right? And she's like, no, not really. Would you like a whole bunch of it? Because I'm like, I'm allowed to keep it at my home. And she's <laughs> like, well, sure. And I like showed up with like, oh no, I had it shipped to her Do house. Do you like wine? No, not really. Well, well here's shit, wine. it's on the way. <laughs> it, I, she said that, and like literally, there were 19 bottles of wine en route. <laughs> <laughs> it was so absurdly cheap. Like, like every time you added like eight more bottles, it was like every time you paid for one, they'd like give you eight more for free or something. And I was just, <laughs> I was like, just in glass, I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> you can load up the back of a postal cart and <laughs> drive to Michigan. I really, I must have been drunk when I did it. Like, like, like I was, I, I don't know how. I, I love wine. <laughs> yeah. I, somehow One I time you've been wine drunk it. in the last decade. It, took me a long bunch. It, it literally took like a couple months before I realized that I was subscribed to some, some, some sort of wine club. Well, I you, like, you kept getting wine to your door, right? No. No, that's like, 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 I don't even know how the wine club worked. It seemed like it just kept taking money from me and like holding on to it and being like, you're, you're just a member for 
for fun? They well, don't even yeah. not even like, like a cookie club where they send you cookies. It was every like month? every it was like every forty dollars I gave them, they gave me like a like a hundred and sixty dollars worth of wine or something, and but but that was accruing every month. So when I finally came, like discovered my mistake, <laughs> <laughs> I had like two or three months of like accrued wine, and not just one hundred twenty dollars worth of wine, like like, like I paid for like. $780 worth of wine or whatever the math comes to. Like, like I ended up with so much fucking wine, Taylor, and I've never had a sip. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not even like, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there listening. I'm also subscribed to people. Showtime. Very similar. <laughs> That's an even bigger waste of money That's than the wine club. There's nothing on Showtime. <laughs> Showtime sucks. I think Dexter was on there. I quit watching Dex the new the Dexter revival after like two episodes. That's so terrible. Uh, I, I just... It's, it felt like the same old same to me, and he's still good, but everything else felt bad. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like any of the other stuff, and I'm going to guess that in the end, because uh, it's already been... I've only seen two episodes, but I immediately knew like, like, like who the bad guy was. Like it, They did such a bad... You know that thing where they'll like zoom in on like the, the bad guy's face? You just see his eyes. Yeah. But if like the character has like incredibly distinctive eyes, how about this? You know, so what if, what if they zoomed in on the character's mouth and it was Steve Buscemi's mouth, yeah. but, then they, but then, but then they tried to like keep it a secret who the bad guy was and Steve Buscemi's in the next scene. I'll snaggle to, Oh, those are the teeth. That's the teeth. The bad guy's yeah. teeth. Yeah. It would be like if they were trying to keep who Batman was a secret from the audience, it, it, <laughs> you're like, are we supposed to not know or like, I don't understand. Who's this bat enthusiast, Bruce Wayne? It, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So like right away, you're like, um, I'm pretty sure that guy with the green eyes and the caterpillar eyebrows is the bad guy. Cause they keep zooming in on them while he's like holding the girl hostage. And then there he is as a main fucking character. Yep. Plus like, I know that actor, like I, I know what he looks like. Like it, it, that failed immediately. And then I think that uh, in, in the end, cause his son like shows back up. That his son's going to turn out to be a serial killer and probably maybe kill Dexter or something. Yeah, I'm I'm not watching that. Even the the original series didn't suck me in to give the second one a chance. Really? I've rewatched it. it. It's the the original series. I remember it starting off so well and sucking me in so much. And then a few it was like a few seasons in that I was like, you know, I'm not even enjoying this. Like I'm not ending an episode and going like, oh. What's going to happen? I'm ending an episode and being like, how's the whole story going to end? How's this going to wrap up? Like, I have to just get through to the end. The yeah, way Game of Thrones was, was final season where you're just chugging, you know, dragging through it, trying to see what the end is. No, I agree with you 100%. It was it got so repetitive and formulaic by the end. I really didn't care for it. But the first yeah. two, maybe three seasons were excellent of Dexter. Um, I did. I don't like this revival thing. I'm done with it. It was like, like that shit, uh, the blacklist that show. Oh, where it I like started. Blacklist. It started out really neat with uh, Slater. Slater, but what's the actor's name? Something oh, uh, um, Slater. Is that right? You're thinking of Christian Slater, um, but but that's not who it is. It's um, it's um, God, it's um, Spader. Kevin's, uh, it's it's Spader. James Spader. James yeah. Spader. That's his name. Well, I like him a lot, but that that show like fell victim to the same thing. Like I remember years ago, Chiz was telling me you got to watch the blacklist. And I started watching the blacklist same. and it was like the first season. I was like, this is really interesting. This is really neat. And then after that, 
It was just every single scenario, James Spader's the smartest guy in the room. Nothing is ever truly a threat because even when something happens that he couldn't have possibly predicted because it went against his previously espoused plan, it'd be like, and how do you feel about that, James Spader? And he's like tied up like fucking you know gun to his head and he's like you've fallen into my trap <laughs> and it's like this shit is so fucking gay i don't care anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 really is exactly how it would go like like but i honestly i let I, you pull four of my teeth out <laughs> to show how how much i'm in control. i have your teeth james why would you allow me to do that those are my baby teeth <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a shark. I'm always regrowing <laughs> the, the, the teeth. <laughs> it's, I, uh, I like that part of it. Um, I, I like how badass he is, how like he's just unflappably badass. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that part of it. Um, I like characters that are like that, but I, I do kind of know going in that it's going to be something kind of silly like yeah, that. Uh, I, I liked it, though. I, I, I stopped watching, um, I think, because of the pandemic. I think they did like an animated thing, and I heard that that had happened. Like, I think they just couldn't do an episode, like, couldn't film it, so they animated it. Oh, that's terrible. I heard that, and that kind of, I was like, oh, I'll probably, like, skip this whole season then. And, like, yeah, the, come oh, back the Trailer it. Park Boys strategy. Let's see how that pans out. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe they did a good job. I do like James Spader a ton. Have you ever seen The Secretary? I think so. I think yeah, it's I've like the that. one where he's got, like, the BDSM relationship with his secretary. Oh, no, played. I have not seen that. Oh. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Um uh, so many girls have like told me that that was like how they got into like BDSM and like being really? spanked or, or or whatever. Um, it's uh, it's it's the secretary. It's um, James Spader is the the boss, and his secretary is um, Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, and she's really hot in it, which is a struggle for her. But <laughs> she does her best, though. Just like her brother, she's a very talented actress, mm. uh, and she and she gets it done somehow. No, she has a weird face. She has that Kirsten Dunst face, where like she's got a. There, there's a few angles that it's like, oh shit, oh it's you. Hey, remember yeah. when Jerry had the girlfriend who was only pretty in certain light? Yeah, <laughs> she had like almost a mustache in the yeah. dark light with like the all the bags under her eyes. He would yeah. always take her to the same booth at Monks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'd have to switch places. It'd be like a totally different person. Yeah. Well, you want to call it a PKN? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I haven't eaten since like breakfast. I slept a day away. I'm gonna go eat some some dinner as well and pour out this rancid fucking zero sugar root beer. Probably a good idea. All right, PKN three eighty 